a Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey everybody, welcome in. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast. It's a special podcast tonight. That's what I'm saying. Tonight, and there is a she in the studio, lovely studio, that we would love to have some guests in one day. Should we have some guests? Don't say anything yet because I don't want to blow it. But first things first, RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping over 75 bucks. It's so damn easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for all of us out there that like to do fun stuff. Don't forget Fly Racing and FlyRacing.com. 2019 is almost here. That means 2019 gear is here. So go to FlyRacing.com and order something. Well, actually, you can't order something on FlyRacing.com. So you'll have to go to RockyMountainATVMC.com to do that. And of course, Light Hydrogen, my fave, I talk about all the time. Something new coming down the line from Fly in December-ish. But I can't say anything because JT will stab me directly in the heart if I talk about it. So we are not going to talk about that. But you see me most of the time wearing Fly Racing, FlyRacing.com stuff. If If I'm at the track and I'm wearing something different, chances are I'm testing that gear. But I'm on a joyride. I'm out for myself. Fly Racing, that's what I'm wearing. So check them out. Last but certainly not least, Racetech, Racetech.com. They're coming back for 2019. And we're going to do some special projects with them with this app that I've been talking to you guys about about six months now. It's a pain in my ass, people. But I'm working through it. I'm trying to get it all dialed in for you guys out there that need it. It's available. But they're going to be a part of it. Suspension settings, recommended spring settings. It's going to be fun. Racetech.com does suspension, engines. Even if you have a vintage bike, they do vintage stuff too. So you old school, you guys want to do some stuff, go to Racetech.com, check them out. Okay, guys, so this is the second podcast this week. I am busting my ass over here, but I wanted to do something different. Something, I mean, it's Kiefer. Right, So it's not all about dirt bikes. This is dirt bike related, but not directly. So dirt bikes and women, is there anything better in life? No, there's not. If we aren't thinking about dirt bikes, we're thinking about, I'm just going to say it, pussy, right? Basically, that's what we think about. Dirt bikes and pussy. Well, obviously, I'm not 18, 19 years old. I am not a doctor, I do not have a degree, but I've been through some relationships along with dirt bikes, right? The one common thing that I've had in my life since I was seven years old is a motorcycle. Women have come and gone, they've been pissed off. I don't think one relationship that I've had has been 
ended well. Most of them, I would say 95% of those have ended shitty because of something I did or something related to dirt bikes is the reason why it ended. So this podcast is all about living the life of dirt bikes and having a successful relationship slash home life, as you guys know that I'm a big fan of. So I brought my lovely wife, Heather, in for this podcast. Say hello to everybody. Hello, everyone. You like that? So yeah. You you listened to what I just said a little bit. Yep. I've been we've been together how long? Oh shit. Quite a while. So give us a number here. Uh well, we've been married for eleven years, but we've been together for fifteen, sixteen years. It's been been a long road. So sixteen years we've been together. Yep. Heather knew nothing about dirt bikes. Absolutely not a damn thing. So, I knew what a motorcycle was, and that's about the extent of it. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to give you guys some backstory before we start in on, on <laughs> this whole podcast about Oh, dear Lord. Stuff. So basically, I wanted to do a podcast on how to balance your, your dirt bike life and your, your life at home with your wife or girlfriend or whatever it is, because I get a lot of questions I mean, not even in my email inbox. I get a lot of questions at the track about relationship advice and, and things. And I and I think people, and, and by no means, like I said, I am not the Jesus Christ of relationships, okay? I am not that guy. But I do know some things, and I'm very honest, and I've been through some relationships. And as a guy that's had dirt bikes in his life, raced professionally, and t- and and right now at 42 years old, okay, it goes, my family is number one, and dirt bikes. That's that's my life. That sums up my life, right? Yes, except for when it rains in the desert, the dirt bike becomes number one because that's far and few days that we ever get rain up here, and when it does, I don't see him until the ground is dry. Right, but that's another thing we're going to talk about. We're oh, going to yeah. talk about how understanding... Yes. That is, because some women, and we have friends, which we will not name in this oh. podcast, do have some <laughs> wives or girlfriends that are not that understanding. So True. we're going to try to help you guys out and ladies out there to try to meet in the middle. Because if there is one thing that's important to being able to ride good, having a clear head, is having a good home life. And I've preached this on Pulp Show. We don't need to go into it all right now. But... It's important to have a clear head. And I'm going to give an example of that, too, because I have a buddy um, that goes ride with me sometimes and didn't have a clear head. So, anyway. Just a buddy? There's been a few of those buddies. Yeah, but there's one that we need to really hone in on. But we're not going to talk about the names. Well, yeah, we won't say names. <laughs> right. So, no. Heather's here to give the opposite side of a lot of things, you know, and I and I maybe you women out there that are listening to this and... I hope that you guys, husbands and boyfriends, can sit down with your wives and your girlfriends and listen to this podcast together and maybe try to come to an agreement if you guys are arguing about you don't spend enough time with me, your dirt bikes are this, you know. And I want to help you guys out there to turn the dirt bike bug off when it's needed, okay, because that's key too. So backstory on Heather's and I relationship. Again, this is a this is a relationship podcast. We're not going to get crazy into dirt bikes, all right? So you guys aren't into this. Just shut it down now, <laughs> and we'll talk about dirt bikes next week on a part, okay? But I this is something that's near and dear to my heart, 
and I wanted to go through this. So the backstory of Heather and our relationship. I met Heather through one of my friends, which was a girl I went to school with, and Heather was doing nails. What, what do they call it? What is it? Beauty school. Beauty school. And I went in because she said, hey, Chris, come in. There's chicks. You might get some numbers. And, of course, I was single, and I was already kind of hitting a chick. When I went in there, I'm like, hey. Shocking. Already hitting a chick. Right. right. But mm. I didn't have Tinder and that kind of shit back then. Oh. So I actually had to put in work. This is true. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So I went into the beauty school, met Heather. Travis Preston's ex-wife was there. And, of course, Hannah and Heather were friends. And my, my friend Courtney entered, kind of introduced us all just really briefly. And then I left. And then Heather said. Oh, I was like, I was all in. I was all in. Right. I- for those of you guys out there who think I'm ugly, I'm not that ugly. See? It worked. It did work. And I didn't even say anything. I know. Did I say anything to you at all? No, you talked mostly to Hannah about Travis and his winning his championship that year. I was like, I thought he was coming to meet me, and all you did was talk to Hannah. So it was that year? It yes. was 2002 yeah, it was or one. 2002. Yeah. Yep. So So anyway, I go out with Heather. Well, it, let's, let's take a step back. It, it took, took him a, about a month before he called me. Right. Because he was hitting other pussy. Right. So. I was on the back burner. Well, if I was even on the burner. I had some steady stuff going on and I didn't want to really interrupt it because it's too much to juggle, right? So um, I called Heather. We went out and I had a good time with her. Like I thought she was cool. She knew nothing about dirt bikes, which I wanted, which we will cover a little bit on that too. And I figured this chick's really nice. She's cute. Um, she fits my personality. I'm outgoing. She's outgoing. And it just worked. Now, coming from the chick side, does it mat- did it matter that I rode dirt bikes? No, because I knew nothing. I didn't give a shit. It wasn't... I wasn't impressed with it until I actually went and saw you ride. Mm-hmm. But before that, I could have cared less. You could have probably been flipping burgers at McDonald's and I probably would still been into you. Okay. So we went out. Well, maybe not McDonald's. We didn't have sex for... A month, at least, right? Something like that. It was so a while. So she didn't give it up for a long time, which, again, as a guy, I respected that. It's a double-edged sword, right, guys? So we want it, but then when they don't give it up, it's kind of cool. You're like, ah, chick's really cool. Like, she's not giving it up. Like, God damn it, <laughs> she's not giving it up. But you're like, oh, I can maybe be with this chick because that's how we kind of judge if we got a, a, a hoe or a housewife, so to speak. So... <laughs> If you're looking for a girl, okay, first tip of the night, if you're looking for a girlfriend or a wife or whatever, if you end up boning her on the first day, chances are that's a bad sign. That's a hoe. Do you agree? Yes. Okay. I do I do believe that there are certain exceptions, but 99.99999% they are a hoe and you can't turn a hoe into a housewife. So... With all the dating apps nowadays, basically, it's just like, it's easy to get it, right? And it's it's that way. But if you want to have a relationship and, and make it last, try to put in some work. Do the groundwork like old school style. I know I'm old. For the you young guys out there, I know it's uphill both ways story, all this bullshit. But that does still work nowadays. Trust me. Um, so, yeah. Took me a little while to get in Heather's pants. You know, <laughs> we did it. And and here's some advice for you women out there in case you didn't know. I'm not going to say all guys. Most guys out there, okay, do not, do not decide if they're going to be with a woman 
Like, I'm going to lock her in until we usually have sex. And to see if that's compatible. If we're sexually compatible, then that is most likely our final decision in our head. Be like, boom, I'm in. I like her. I can hang out with her. We've had sex. And then after sex, I can roll over and still be okay that she's here with me and stay in the night. That's a good indication that you're on to something good. If you roll over after you're done and you're like, oh, I want this bitch to leave. Just okay, though? What do you mean? You're, you said it's just okay if she's there after. No, I'm saying it. it yeah. <laughs> well, if she if you you're done, you're finished, right? Yes. And you like you're because immediately as a man. No, I know. That's once your, you, once what's you, your moment yes. of clarity, dude? Yes, right after. I'm talking m- minuscule n- nanoseconds, <laughs> right? Nanoseconds <laughs> right after you're done. You could ask, if you said, here's here's a tip for you. I don't know if you know this. Oh, let's if see. you asked me something right after I was done, I mean, right when I was done, if you asked me a question, I would give you the most honest, fucking, truthful answer ever in life. Yeah, it's usually when I ask you important shit. So that's the time. I, yeah. Okay. Or, or something that I think might be a bad answer, and that's when I ask you, and I think you're going to get upset, and you don't get upset with me. So yeah. that's the perfect time. So women, <laughs> don't get pissed off if a guy's not really all in on you and you haven't gave it up. It's a, it's a, it's a two-way street here. Like, But don't give it up on the first night. Right. Wait a little bit. Unless you're just... And be comfortable with someone, because honestly, sex isn't like fun unless... I mean, at least for me. I'm, I was... I think I've had one... One night fling in my life, like what do they call it? One night stands. Yeah, I don't know what the hell they call it. I had one of those, and and I wasn't good at it. Like, I felt bad. Like, oh, this chick has a mom, and <laughs> I was just raised different. I don't know. I couldn't do it. So I know some of you, most of my buddies that ride dirt bikes, they're not like that. They're just pound town and bail. But I'm not that way. Uh, yeah, thank goodness. Did you, you ever one night stand ever? No. Oh yeah, get the batting order too. Like, know how many guys she's been with. Get all that in there, and and. I don't know if that bothers you out there. If not, it didn't really bother me. Well, obviously, you only with one guy, so it didn't bother me at all. No. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just I would get the batting order for you guys. So, Unless you're super jealous, and then if you are, don't get the batting order. Cause right. Because it, it, it could go sideways. I mean, remember that couple we had staying at our house, and we brought up a previous boyfriend, yeah, right. and it turned into a shit show. Yeah. And it was Jerry Springer in our house for like three hours. I've never seen a grown man cry so much ever in my life. Over past stuff. Over past stuff before they even knew each other. Yeah, and guys out there, don't judge your chick. If she's cool right now and, and, and she did some stuff back in the day, who cares? Look at you. Right. You've done some stuff Chances too. Chances are you've probably been just as shady, if not worse. Right. So don't don't judge too hard on there. So anyway, we, we went out for a while. We, we might get off some track here like we usually do on this podcast, but... <laughs> We I, I went out with her for a little bit. Um, she went to the races with me. She was supportive. I had a disabled mother. She accepted that. There's a lot of good reasons why I stayed with Heather, and I decided you know to marry her. It Actually, took you three years, right? It took me three years. I was scared. Like I didn't you know want to get married. I had dirt bikes, right? Right. So that I never tried to take away from you. Okay, so ever. let's lead to that. Here's some things to think about. Dirt bikes are going to be, if they're in your life and you're listening to the podcast, there's a huge chance that dirt bikes are really high up in your life on the scale, okay? And for you women out there listening, it's tough to, I understand some things. Like, Heather is an exception, I feel like, 
because most of my friends' wives aren't as cool as Heather. They're cool, but they always say, well, why do you have to go riding? Or what do you do in the garage? Or um, why can't we do this instead of you going riding? It's just always about, the, they feel threatened, I guess, about the motorcycle versus them. Yes. Well, when Chris and I first started dating, he kind of had a talk with me. And it was basically, look, dirt bikes have been here before you. They will be here after you. So if you can't find a common ground and mesh with it, then you need to get the fuck on. And I was okay with that because I didn't care. Like, it, it, it is who he is. I mean, that's who he is, dirt bikes. So that's a good point. So if you are in a relationship or maybe you guys are in, you know, a few years in, you're going to have to explain this same scenario to your your other half okay dirt bikes have been here a long time i love it it's part of my life this is what gets me centered this is what clears my mind i work and i ride dirt bikes and i want to come home to you and the kids or just you or whatever the situation is Mm -hmm. um she has to know that that (laughs) is important to you very important that's that's a must i don't know how many guys have my buddies have gotten married and the wife wasn't on board with dirt bikes when they were dating, but yet they still got married. And then next thing you know, the dirt bike is gone. Yes, or the divorced. Yes. So just get it out of the way and make sure she knows dirt bikes are going to be a part of your life forever. You know? And because, how... Go ahead. Because if she's if she's all in, like they claim that they are, they will understand that the dirt bike is part of the equation. Right. So this this is not – I don't want to make this podcast all about what, yeah, this is what we preach. This is what we're thinking. This is the right way to do it. I want to explain to you some things that I did that I – for you guys out there listen, I did some stupid shit back in the day, and Heather bailed on me. So Heather wanted a divorce. Um, she didn't want a, nothing apart. She wanted out. So how many years we were married? We, were, we got married. We had Aiden. Well, Everything had, was fine. We had Aiden, then we got married. Okay. <laughs> we did a little backwards. Right. But you proposed to me before I got knocked up, so I knew it wasn't a mercy mercy proposal. Right. But it was a year and a half after we got married. Really? No. Yeah. Was, a good divorce? Yes. Stop. Yes. Really? Yes. That soon? Yes. Wow. Because we'd already had our one year, and we got back together before our second year. Hmm. Okay, well, this leads me to what I was telling you guys. So here's where I fucked up. I was working at Yamaha at the time. I was in-house. I lived up in Asperia, obviously, and I drove up and down the hill every day to go to Yamaha for work. But what happens is, you one, traffic drives you insane. You become an asshole in here in Southern California. Two, you have all the stresses of work. And then three... I'm still clinging on to the dirt bike thing like I need to go ride and I wasn't riding as much as I wanted to. I thought my job was going to involve riding more, which it didn't. And I was in meetings. It was just a a big change in my life. And I let that leak into my relationship. So when I got home, I wasn't in the best of mood. Oh, he was downright an asshole. Right. Mm. And then on the weekends, all I wanted to do is ride. She wanted to do other things. I didn't. I didn't want to go do... um, Whatever, like shopping or just go hang out at Disneyland or wherever the case may be, right? <laughs> Disneyland, stop it. Well, I'm trying to give examples. I Disneyland is not a good example because you hate that place to begin with. I do hate that place. 
There was never date nights. Let's put it that way. There was never going to dinner. There was never a movie or anything. Like we. It was just home dirt bikes. That's it. Yes. Right. Yeah. And Aiden. And Aiden. Um, If it was. Yeah. I wasn't doing anything for Aiden. I wasn't. If I wasn't doing anything for Aiden, I was riding dirt bikes. And I wasn't really doing anything for Heather. So this is what led to our fighting, to her just bailing. And then the key thing here, guys, is if if your girl is hurting, if your girl um, isn't getting what she wants, same thing, guys, girls, doesn't get what they want, there's other guys or girls going to take... Take your spouse. like. There's always someone creeping. Yes. So, of course, there's dudes creeping on Heather, and I'm being an asshole, and if guys are telling the right thing, she's like, okay, well, Chris is an asshole. I can find something better. So Heather bounced. Sometimes it takes for guys to wake up is something bad to happen to them, and that's what it took for me, guys. It took something that Catastrophic. I... Catastrophic. Yeah, something that I loved, that I knew I loved, but maybe I didn't know how important it was to me. Um, to live that life, and I thought everything. Oh, Heather's with me. She's not going anywhere. It was just a comfortable like whatever. And then it got slapped in the face. She bailed. I got divorce papers. I only saw Aiden, you know, three to four days a week. All of that got pulled on, you know, from underneath me like a rug, and it just was a shell shock. So I kind of woke up, and I realized dirt bikes are important to me. But they're not the number one thing in my life. What's important to me is Heather and Aiden and the family unity that I had. And then what's crazy is what I thought was important, which was dirt bikes, didn't become as important. I tried to go riding and things, and it wasn't fun. It was horrible. The things that I had with me when I rode dirt bikes was the important piece you know, that's what made dirt bikes fun is the family aspect, having the people that I love. So just relate that to someone. If you have a chick and you're riding a dirt bike, maybe some of that reason is because she's there and she's helping you and she's doing these things. So on the girl side, don't take advantage of your chick. If she's supportive and she's going these tracks with you, she's timing your lap, she's she's out there helping you. Sweeping your gate. Don't races. fuck with her because there's not many of her out there, mm-hmm. dude. Trust me. Respect it. Treasure it. Do the right thing. So as the story goes, Heather comes back. She realizes there are bigger assholes out there, right? Not just me. Yes. Well, and in all honesty, I should have communicated, and I didn't. Right. I just got really angry and fed up with everything, and he never wanted to do anything with me. So I left, which a million times I wish I could take it back. But I can't. But at the same time, it did help our relationship. It made us stronger and better. And then when we did get back together, we realized, you know, that we needed to start finding common ground, things that we could do together. That's when we started cycling together and working out together and just doing more active things together that would both benefit me and him and his riding and it just it brought us closer together, it made our relationship stronger. Right. So basically what you need to do is when we had that situation and we got back together, I realized what I did. She realized what she did. And it became 
an even better relationship than I even imagined. Um, so when you do fuck up, realize what you do wrong, own that shit, and, and, fix it. and try to fix that. And where that ties into dirt bikes is that doesn't mean you give up something that you love. No. You stick with your dirt bikes, but you want her to be a part of it. That's This is the, the gist of this whole podcast. Try to get them involved. Sometimes you're going to get pushback. Sometimes she's going to be like, I'm out. I don't want to do anything. And But just try to make them understand how important it is for her to get involved with something you love. Because those two go hand in hand together. Um, I bring Heather out with me. She... She just like I said, she times my lap. She helps me. I have to pump the brakes on a few things. Like she wants to do more, but I don't want it to get crazy. <laughs> so, um, I enjoy that part of it. That's the kind of thing that will make your life better and have a relationship with your chick or with your dude. Is if you both help each other doing the things you love. Now, guys, when you come home from riding. And listen up, chicks. I'm going to break you off some good... Some, you're going to be stoked on me here. So hear me out. We have buddies that... I'm around dirt bikes all the time. So I can turn it off anytime because I don't care because I'm, I'm around it so much. It's my job. But I get it, guys. You work at whatever you're working at. Let's say you're fucking pouring concrete or you're in the office all day. And you're you, nine and, to five grinds. And you, and you dream about riding. This is what you love, right? Okay, so... You get home, you plan a day, you go riding, and then when you get home, shut it down. Do what you got to do, clean your bike, spend some time with your family. Don't make it all about dirt bikes 24-7 in the household. Like if you go ride with your buddies, you have a good time, you get home at 2 or 3 o'clock, let that afternoon, evening, night be about your wife or your kid or both. Okay, do some things with it. Shut the motorcycle part off of your brain and do some things with your family. I see relationships that fail because all the dudes want to do is just dirt bike, man. The weekends are, I'm going to dirt bike. I come on, wash my bike. I'm going to work on my bike. Oh, Supercross is on. Let's go watch Supercross. Fuck, man. Let Do something else. Watch some fucking soaps. or <laughs> You got to give a little bit, okay? You have to do it. And what that does for you creates a better relationship. She she will want to help you in what you love to do because she can see that you're doing the things that you need to do when you get home. You know, if it's a honeydew, do the honeydews. You know, I don't know. I guess I should ask you, how am I when I get home? Well, you get home and it's Sammy time. What's Sammy? Sandwich. Sandwich. Oh, yeah. Sammy time. And if there's a race on, you might sit down and watch maybe... 20, 30 minutes of while you eat your sandwich and then it's off and we're out hanging out with Aiden or maybe we're going to the mall or doing, watching TV together, not dirt bikes. Right. Just something that's not dirt bike related. Or sometimes we do take Aiden out to the backyard and you guys will ride the Altas and have Alta Wars. Right. But that's with Aiden. Like do you, do you, I mean, this is on, this is like kind of dropping the bomb on you right here in the podcast, but. Do you would you rather me do more? Um, I guess I'm trying to find a way to put it. Would you rather me do other shit? No. 
Like you're okay with how the program is. Yes, I'm. I'm fine with it. Like you feel like you get paid attention. Yeah. Enough. Oh yeah. You get enough of that. Yeah, we have our time. There's your time, our time, family time, and dirt bike time. And what's even better, guys? And let's say you have a chick that rides. Dude, that's awesome. I don't ride. I don't care to ride. I don't want to know how to ride. That is his thing. That is... I I used to be anti, like, I didn't want to find a chick that rode, but I kind of wish Heather did ride a little bit now, because I do think it's it would be cool to have a chick that rode dirt bikes and kind of understood some things, especially when I'm talking to. Um, But Heather doesn't want to ride. She's out. She rides the Alta a couple times. She's... It just... Honestly... It's okay because it scares the shit out of me, and I don't want that stress in my life. I have Aiden, so that's enough stress. <laughs> I did joke with you, remember, a couple weeks ago about, oh, I want to I wanna race. Teach that's me. not going to happen. <laughs> There's never, that's never going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah, for you guys that have the chicks that ride dirt bikes, that's even better, man. Share that with her. Um, take her on a trail ride. Go enjoy it. Yeah, take her on a trail ride. I mean, but then also make sure you turn it off. That's the key thing here I want to get across is... Turn it off, do something different, and what that does, like I said, it helps your relationship, but it also helps with your psyche to kind of keep dirt bikes fresh because you may not think it, dirt bikes will get old no matter if you don't, if you're on a blue-collar job or whatever. If you're always doing it, it's just going to get old. Or chances are you might get hurt and you might be over it. You're like, oh, I got hurt, I broke my arm, forget dirt bikes. Just release yourself from dirt bikes a little bit. Every professional motocross rider, I'm guaranteeing you guys this, they turn it off. And that helps with riding. Your riding will improve once you kind of let it go a little bit and let loose of it. And your riding will improve because you'll be more hungry. I should say hungrier. You'll be hungrier. You'll be refreshed. And you'll just have a little bit more clarity when you're riding because it's like new again. So... It's always good to reboot. So always have that reboot time. It's not only good for you, it's good for your relationship. Hey, what's up? Technology. That's what I'm talking about here. It's a great thing. I love it. But I also can pull my hair out with it as well. However, there is a company that you probably have seen on the Rockstar Husqvarna race team, Dean Wilson, Jason Anderson, called Skosh. It's spelled S-C-O-S-C-H-E. You can go to skosh.com and check out all the products. They have really, really cool stuff. They have headphones. They have boom bottles. They have phone chargers for your Droid, your iPhone. They have magic mounts. They have wireless chargers. They have huge cables that will reach all the way across your house if you need a charger and you don't have an outlet close, like my house. I don't have that many outlets. They just have a bunch of cool products to make your life easier when you're out in the garage, when you're in your car, when you're at your house. Just, I'm really, really pumped to have these guys on board because they sent me some stuff. I use it all the time. My favorite thing is the Boom Buoy. It's a speaker that floats on the water. I can hang out in the pool in the backyard, listen to my music. I'm a big music guy. So they just make really cool stuff that makes my life easier. So... Founded in 1980, Skosh Industries is a Ventura-based, Southern California, of course, award-winning innovator of consumer technology, power sports, and car audio products. Don't forget, car audio. You're traveling, you're sitting in traffic, you guys need to check them out, skosh.com. 
committed to delivering the superior products that we all want, quality and functionality, exceptional value and unmatched customer service. The designers and engineers at Skosh develop products that reflect a rich heritage in audio and mobile technology. Skosh finds inspiration in the California lifestyle, culture, music, and people. These influences can be seen in accessories and products that are now in the hands of homes, offices, vehicles, and people all over the world. 50 countries, okay? Hundreds of patents, trademarks, and countless industry awards received. It's easy to see why Skosh is constantly at the forefront of technology. These guys are cool. They're huge motorcycle enthusiasts. They even gave us a product code, SCOKT25. That's SCOKT25. Use that code when you go to skosh.com. Get 25% off. Seriously, guys, go check them out. You won't ever get it. If you want to hit me up, Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. I'll let you know more. But very cool guys over there. Thanks, Skosh. Skosh.com. You looking for some good oil out there? I know you are because I get a lot of questions to my email inbox about oil. Heck, I'm at the track. People stop me and ask about oil. On the Pulp MX show, lots of callers. What oil should I run? So I'm going to let you on a little secret. I've been testing an oil that's called Moto Blood. Bloodlubricants.com. Go check them out over there at bloodlubricants.com. Go view everything they have. There's all different kinds of oils. You got an ATV, you got a street bike, you got a UTV, or you got a YZ450F in your garage. Blood Lubricants has an oil for you. Okay? Jefferson Green, he's been in the oil industry for a long time, since 1983. But he's been a motorcycle enthusiast for longer than that. So he wanted to create an oil that was good. That lasted a long time and didn't break down and even cooled your engines down a little bit more than you're used to. Because, heck, I'm going to tell you something straight up. was testing this stuff a couple months. Did a lot of temperature readings. Engine temps were always anywhere from 25 to 30 degrees cooler with the Moto Blood 1040. And you want to even know something that's crazier? It's 100% fully synthetic oil. You guys know me. Synthetic wasn't my choice when it comes to some bikes, right? I ran it in the Yamaha and I ran it in the Honda. Wasn't too stoked on synthetic oils. Well, went and tried this. No slippage, no drag, 100% synthetic. It 100% works. So, hey, go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Mention Kiefer in your order, please order, and get 25% off. It's that easy. And if you guys have any questions about this oil, Hit me up over at chris at keyforinktesting.com. I can discuss more what it does for you, what it does for your bike. But, hey, it's in my test bikes right now. I've had zero failures. It's really reliable oil. It's very good, 100% synthetic. Go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. One of my first sponsors ever was FMF Racing. I wrote resumes. That's right, handwriting for you young bucks out there. Handwritten resumes and mailed them out, licked the stamps, sent them off their way onto every company that had an address in these magazines that I looked at when I was younger. I was a 125 novice, 14 years old, sent my resume off, and I literally camped out by the mailbox every night hoping to get something back that says, we've accepted your sponsorship, now you're a writer. And you know what? One day, guess what showed up? 
a letter from FMF Racing. And you know what it said inside of it? Congratulations, Chris. You just got 60% off. Can you imagine that? 125 novice, 60% off? Dude, I thought I made it. I thought I was in. I couldn't wait to tell my dad that he was going to save money and we're going to buy like 87 silencers and pipes now because we saved him so much money. <laughs> Nonetheless, those guys were on board with me a long time ago when I was very young and now they're back on board with this podcast. I think it's very cool and thank you, Little D. And you guys know I don't want any advertiser on here unless I back their products and I back FMF Racing and the quality that it comes with. For 45 years, they've approached everything they do at FMF as riders first. That's why it means the world to them to be on top of every major reader survey. Okay, They want to make exhaust systems that you want. They want to make exhaust systems they want. So it makes sense. It's They're stoked when they hear guys say, Hey man, I love your product. Trust me. I've been around Little D long enough. He loves that stuff. There's nothing more joyful in a guy's business to know that their products work. Same thing goes for my podcast, guys. So founder Don Emler is hands-on today as he was in the beginning. He's out there grinding, welding. Quality is his first concern. He builds everything from the ground up in the USA where he can oversee and control manufacturing. At FMF, they approach everything with the same mentality. Whether you're playing on the trails or backing the fastest names in racing, they set out to be number one. Thanks to all of you, fellow riders, we're leading the pack. They are leading the pack because of you guys out there buying the product. So as you guys know, you guys go back into my podcast. I talk about FMF, great products. Head over to fmfracing.com. Get yourself set up. Go look and see what they offer because they offer a lot. If you have any questions, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and I'll answer them for you. Thanks, FMF. Thanks to the guys over at 6D Helmets. That's right. They are on board with the keyforinktesting.com Kiefer Tested Podcast. We thank them for joining us. You have a street bike, a dirt bike, or do you pedal? You have a mountain bike. Head over to 6dhelmets.com. Check out the full line of helmets they offer. I'm sure they have a helmet for you. Hey, I get questions all the time. Kiefer, what helmet would you choose if you could pick one to buy? If you're going to spend your own money, Kiefer, where are you going? While there are a lot of helmets that are safe out there, okay, I do feel the safest in a 6D helmet. I've had many crashes in my ATR1. I've had a couple in my ATR2, and it has done its job. It's advanced ODS technology. It's race-proven. I'm telling you guys, and it's light. The new ATR2, it comes in at 1,480 grams. It's fully rebuildable. Very cool colorways. I trust the guys over at 6D Helmets. Maybe you guys should too. Hit me up over at chris at keyforinktesting.com. Maybe get a special discount code if you want to get a 6D. So please, guys, go check them out. 6D Helmets, hit me up. Tell me how you like yours. And if you don't have one, maybe go get one. Thanks, 6D. Have you been to ruddedracing.com yet? If the answer is no, go there right now. Ruddedracing.com. They have shirts, hats, hoodies, Cute stuff for your chick, for your lady, for your wife. Man, it's cute. I put Heather in some of this stuff before bedtime and, well, that's all I'm going to say about that. But nonetheless, go check them out, ruddedracing.com. They have a bunch of cool stuff. And not only do they have cool street wear, 
But Clint is designing some gear. That's right. If you're a taller dude, 6'2", maybe over, he's going to have the set of gear that you want to be in. Longer arms, a little longer length. Materials are going to be awesome. I saw some of this gear, and man, it's going to kind of change the game for you taller dudes out there. So it's not out yet, so pump the brakes. But before we get all hyped up on this stuff, go to ruddedracing.com. Buy some stuff. They support us. They support the Bear, Tyler Bowers, and Henry Miller. So, hey, go check them out, won't you? RuddedRacing.com. So, Heather here is going to give some women some tips on on that side of it as far as, hey, I want to keep my man interested. I want to try to get involved. So, here, here are some tips from the misses here. Okay, ladies. I mean, this comes natural for Heather. So, it's actually difficult for her to come up with some shit because... It just she just is the kind of shit she does anyway. So uh, yeah, I've been it's tough for her to for think so about. Long. Yeah, so go ahead. It's all right. Sorry. But things that I've done over the years. Um, I remember when I first started dating Chris, we used to play a game. You know, he would throw out numbers, and I'd have to know the riders. So it's kind of good to know your. your like when you go to a race, you know who's who. Yeah, your pro riders, you know who's who. And hey. I didn't know a lot of them. But hey, but honestly, as a guy, coming, there's nothing hotter to me when a girl drops some knowledge. Like, your chick drops knowledge on your buddy. Like, your buddy, you guys are watching the race, and your chick or your wife goes, oh, yeah, so-and-so did this. And you're like, oh, my God, I just got a heart on. That was so hot. <laughs> That's pretty sexy, though. Anyway, yes. go on. Um, another thing, when Chris does bike work, I like to go sit out in the garage and... I try and help him with bike work. Like, I'll hand him T-handles. Scalpel. Yeah, scalpel. And sit and watch him do bike work. And I'll ask questions about, you know, like, well, what are you putting on the bike? Well, what does that do? What's the benefit of that? And I just, I try and get involved and know a little bit about the bike. I don't know a lot, but I know some stuff. And. About, about getting your, surprising your boyfriend or your, or your dude with something. Oh, yeah. I'm Well, it's not a huge surprise, but I remember one time Chris left and his bike was home and it was dirty. He's like, God, that'd be really nice if you if I came home and my bike was clean. So I got the neighbor to help me get this. Was it a Honda? I think it was your Honda on, out on the street on the stand, which was a nightmare because the guy had no idea how to even the, fucking na- put the neighbor the bike didn't on know how to put the bike on the stand, dude. And I'm trying to tell him, and it was just a shit show. Oh, we should have recorded that. It would have been funny to watch these two people out there trying <laughs> to. But, but I washed his bike for him, and he came home and had a nice, freshly clean Honda ready to go for the track the next weekend. And see, here, and the flip side of that, and, you, and this, you guys are thinking out there, this is a one-sided podcast, like the chick has to do everything. No, but what that should do for you as a guy, if you see your chick doing that kind of shit... It should make you want to do something like that for her, for whatever it is. Listen, I washed his bike, and Chris likes to vacuum, so he does do some stuff. I vacuum the house. He loves to vacuum. I love it. I fucking hate dishes. Well, that's another... I hate dishes and laundry. Yeah. If I have to do windows, vacuum, clean, I'll mow the grass, I'm good. So this is what happens. It's teamwork, guys. It's not rocket science and... I know some of you guys out there listening say, man, this is a boring podcast because I know all this shit. Well, trust me, 
we're the minority. There's a lot of other people out there that have no clue, women and men, how to make a successful run at a good relationship and ride dirt bikes. Because I don't know, I've been in other, involved in other sports. There's nothing that's grabbed me more in my life um, than riding a dirt bike. There's no other feeling in the world like it. And I never will, I'll never go away from it. I just don't understand how guys can ride for so long and say, I'm out. That's all. I'm good. I can never do that. I'll probably be the guy riding until I'm fucking 80 years old. And God help me when he can't ride anymore because he is an asshole when he That's cannot ride his yeah. dirt bike. Injuries, right? Yes. So so Chris got injured really bad. Mm-hmm. It was right before Aiden turned one. And he was getting ready to go race Canadian Nationals. We went out to... I signed my contract with KTM that, I don't know, in December... Go ahead. And it was the beginning of January, and we went out to the track. He was going to race a local race, you know, start getting ready. And he ended up crashing. Long story short, we wound up in the hospital. He was airlifted. He had a collapsed lung, a lacerated spleen. He shattered his elbow. He broke some ribs. It was... It was bad. It was really bad. It was a week in the hospital, and I just remember him being airlifted, and I had no idea if he was going to be alive when he landed at Arrowhead or if he was going to be dead because a couple weeks prior, a guy at Glen Helen crashed, lacerated his spleen. They airlifted him. He died before he made it to the hospital. So I had no idea, but I knew that he made it through this. There was no way I was going to ever ask him to give up dirt bikes. I knew that he was in so much pain, but I knew after that pain went away, he would want to ride again. And there was no way that I could ever put my foot down and say, look, you almost died. You can't ride because he'd be like, "Look, get the fuck out." Well, and and I and I've seen the other side of that too, where families, um, and if you have money problems, and and you're struggling to make ends meet at home, and then yeah, maybe you don't need a dirt bike. Dirt bike, that's secondary. You got to make sure everything's safe at home and and right. everything's right at home first. So, but if that is right, and you do get hurt, and it's a big one. I've seen wives saying, that's it, you're clipped, you're done. Right, like the dirt bike and everything is gone before the husband is even home from the hospital. And and that's sad to me because, yeah, they got fucked up. Okay, shit happens. You can get in a car accident and take that person's car away from them. No. So why should you take the dirt bike away? Right, and what happens is that puts a strain on the relationship right. later on in life. Because there's... There's stages, like Chris went through... So there's stages, are there, There's stages. Chris, Chris went... Uh, Chris, okay, I can't wait to hear this. I want to see if you know. Go ahead. Chris went through the fuck dirt bikes. There you go. I'm not riding for a fucking long time. Yep. Okay. Yep. That lasted for mm, maybe about three weeks, and then it went to, hmm, okay, well, I can kind of move my arm now because, you know, we've put a pins and plate, and his spleen's better, and his lung's good, and his ribs have healed. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. Well, I'm starting to feel better. How long till I can ride to? Fuck it. I'm going riding because I'm turning into a dick. A lot, and... of, a lot of F-bombs with yeah. you tonight. Well, sorry. A lot of F-bombs. It's F-bomb Friday. That's okay, what it go is. go ahead. Anyway, a little less F-bomb, oh, but go ahead. wow. Go ahead. You lost my train of thought. Um. Anyways. Yeah, so I got started getting feeling a little bit better. Yep, and then it, he was getting the itch to ride, and then it was game on again. And you see, I see it so many times with guys that get hurt and the doctor will tell them, look, 
you need to stay off the dirt bike for six to eight weeks. Well, in their mind, that means four to six weeks. Right. Because they're not waiting the full time. Because if you wait the full time, chances are they're going to be a raging dick at home. Yeah, and I'm that way, guys. Like, you got to know. And hopefully you women out there listening to this know this too. Like, I ride all the time. I ride a lot. I don't know anyone that rides more than I do. And I say I'm going to take some time off. For example, Vet National. Here we go. Here we go. As soon as Vet National ended, I'm not riding for at least a week. He didn't even make it a week. He had to go ride in like four days. Right. So that's just the process. Like I, One, it's work, so I have to go riding. But even if I didn't have to go riding, I probably would still want to go. It takes me three to four days, and I'm good. And I'm ready to rear. So, women out there, think of it this way: you have something that you just you absolutely love, whether it's shopping, yeah, shopping, or maybe you like to run Lululemon. Oh wow! Just throwing things out I there. I don't know what women like. Well, go ahead. Chill Sorry. down. All right. You know that there's just that one thing that you just really need in your life, like maybe. On the daily or every other day. Imagine your husband or your boyfriend saying, look, you can't do that anymore. You're going to be like, wow, what a dick. Like, bye. Because obviously, you know, that that might mean more to you than than this guy. And that's kind of how they are with their dirt bike. Like, they're not trying to be assholes and give you that ultimatum. They're just trying to make you understand that they love you, but they love their dirt bike. It's almost kind of like you're in a thruple. I told. Oh, here we go with this. <laughs> here we go. Thruple. A thruple. You, got, you only got to know what that is. Go ahead. Well, I guarantee you, some people will know. If you watch Shameless, you will know what a thruple is. You're basically in a three-way with your dude and the bike. It, and it's not about battling for the love. It's a, it's a machine, right? So he's not going to love you right. like a human being. But the passion is there. It's a feeling. If you don't do it, it's hard to explain to people because. There's other sports, tennis, golf, whatever. I mean, you might love it, but something about adrenaline jacks you up. It's like a drug, and that's no joke. I don't do drugs. I don't even drink. And I think most of that reason is because of dirt bikes. I grew up. My buddies partied. I didn't because I wanted to wake up and go riding. That leaked into my adult life. I'm the same way now. I don't do shit. I just ride dirt bikes. I ride bikes. Anything two wheels, I love it. I'm in. So having adrenaline sport like dirt bikes, it's a, it's a special case. And I think that's why we do these podcasts for you guys to understand that do not, it, it's a, it's a rare feeling that you can't find unless I guess I would relate it to a drug. I don't do drugs, but I feel like if someone's addicted to a drug, that's what I guess what you can kind of relate this to, except maybe not as bad where you're going to diss your family and bail on your family because you're high as fuck all the time. I don't know. (laughs) But that's what we're trying to explain here. Do stuff for your chick. Chicks, get involved. Yes. Ask questions. Make it work. And I guarantee you, if you women out there get a little bit involved and help out, that will come back to you tenfold. Yes, Trust me. Because having your woman... Just make you relax and chill out because there's nothing worse than having a fight and then going riding dirt bikes. Just like I told you at the beginning of this podcast, I had a buddy. He he had a blowout with this chick, but he came over and went riding with me anyway. He couldn't even ride. He was a basket case. He ghost rid his bikes. He was so pissed off. And I go, 
this is, I guess that's when home life really hit me. And I was like 19, 20 years old. I'm like, man, your shit really has to be buttoned up at home to be stable in racing and riding and anything you do. But for sure, when it takes as much concentration as dirt bikes do, you need to have everything stable at home. So work together in this relationship, in this thruple, like Heather calls it. <laughs> work together. Guys, don't be lazy. Do stuff for your women out there. and you Take know, them to dinner. Watch them. If that Real helps housewives. You, if this helps you in the long run to ride dirt bikes and be able to go with your buddies and do the things that you love, there's nothing wrong with it. You're not a pussy because you do things for your women. You know, I know there's guys out there that's macho. Oh, you're macho. You're lame. You're gay, dude. You, I'm like, dude, whatever. Like, it is what it is. A home life is good. I love my wife. I love my kid. I love dirt bikes. I want all of it in one, in one big box. So I feel like I wanted to do this and say this to get a, a woman's point of view for one, but also to let you guys know out there that it's okay to turn it off when you're at home to do some other things and also concentrate on the relationship because it will make your writing better. That's my definition of having a home life. You have a solid foundation at home. Your writing will improve. So much of writing is mental. And if your mental state is free and, and, and loving and everything is good at home, dude, I'm telling you right now, your writing is really good. My writing has been better the last 8 to 10 years than it really was when I was racing pro because you know, I was so strapped. I was racing pro. Even before Heather, I was worried about what chick I'm going to bang or if this chick likes me, or all this sh other shit I had going on in my life. Or breaking up with one chick to go to the race with another chick. Right, and having just, the other chick show up on the starting line. That's true life. That's what happened to me. Like, I'm just like... That's some Jerry Springer shit. Well, that's what I was in. Yeah. And it's so relaxing just to do it. And for... To do for, that? To do Jerry Springer no, shit? No, to get it handled. Like, to be done <laughs> with it. And for you guys out there saying, oh, you got to be married and have a kid. No, that's not what we're saying. If you have a home life that's solid at home and you're a single dude... Good for you, man. That's that's a great home life. That's what you want. That's awesome. And for you chicks out there listening to this that don't have a dude, it's yeah. There's a lot of dudes out there that go the track by themselves that are cool. I've met a lot of cool guys. So, um, yeah, I'm sure you can meet someone that really. I've I dated a chick that was like that way back in the day. Who? Oh my god, I forgot her name now. I don't think I've heard about this one. Oh boy, um, she was gnarly. She thought about dirt bikes like a dude. Like it was ew. like dirt bikes 24 7 so if you guys are like that there's plenty of those out there as well so hey but any final thoughts heather heather no christopher i think we've covered a lot of the subjects tonight everyone Hopefully. everyone has troubles yes dirt bikes are great it's provided me with a great life i love it i'm never going to give it up don't ask your man to give it up if he loves it if you're struggling at home Take care of your family first, man. Don't go... What the hell's those stupid things? Go fund me, bullshit. I see that crap all the time. A hook it? No, go fund me. <laughs> go fund my writing. Oh. Get a job. Worry about writing later. Get some shit handled at home first. But I want to do this podcast. I love talking about other things besides dirt bikes. You know me. But... Keep, this is kind of keeper after dark, but not full. Yeah, it's not full bore. Yeah. One thing, though. Yeah. Happy wife, happy life. Yeah, that's that's. I and you can say. be a happy wife with a happy life and still share it with a dirt bike. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Yep. Dirt bikes are good for the soul. It's fun. You mean, and you know what? We've met a lot of great people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of our friends come from racing background and and ride dirt bikes. I would say, shit. Almost all. All of them. Of them. Yeah. Motorcycles brought me a lot of friendships. Brought me a lot of responsibility, but also rewarded me with a lot of things too. So, it's it's a good life out there. So, be good to each other. If you have any questions, after dark or not, Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. Or if you're a girl and you want to ask some more questions, hit up Heather at KieferInkTesting.com. She's pretty good at answering questions. Don't judge her for her spelling. Shut up. You're such a dick. <laughs> one time. One time. Mervins? Spell Mervins. Fuck off. Spell Mervins. You're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, it was a good podcast. Great now, Friday night, bro. It was a good podcast. Now we're, you're just calling me a dick. Well, that was kind of a dick move. All right. All right, guys. Have fun with yourselves. Enjoy dirt bikes. And love your wife. Yes. Wives, love, love your husbands, love each boyfriends. Other, be good to each other. Thanks for listening. Again, support our supporters here on this podcast. Our advertisers are rad. They're human beings first. They're businesses second. Everyone on this podcast, I have purchased products from myself. It's all good stuff. I do not take advertising on my website because I don't want everyone thinking I'm getting paid off by people. So I do not do that for you guys. I'm transparent, as you can see in this podcast. (laughs) So thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week with more dirt bike related stuff. Oh, that's it. That's all you got. That's all we got. Bye. Bye.